last time I have been, you know, I try to kind of every Wednesday to kind of link up what I'm I'm speaking about, what I'm bringing up with what I did the Wednesday before. So to make kind of a, a continuation. And uh, last time I spoke about the embeddedness into a vast field of intelligence, you know, which we urgently need to realize that this is what's really happening and always has been happening. It's just, you know, that we who are conditioned in the Western world very much, you know, in the dualistic worldview, very strongly interested in science and in ways, you know, to control the universe, that you know, we have lost the capacities to realize how embedded we are and how, you know, there's a very thin veil which we actually could learn to be able to sense into a different kind of intelligence, which is so much vaster and mysterious than our thinking mind. And, uh, you know, to basically unlearn the logic of separability, to unlearn the assumptions we have been conditioned into, rather than, you know, constantly desperately trying to find a sense of fulfillment through consuming, through controlling, through trying to master. Because those ways of, uh, you know, being in the world have now really hit the wall, I would say, you know, as more and more cracks are appearing and the systems we have been depending on, you know, for the last decades, you know, starting to show that they are no longer able to continue to uphold the dream. And, you know, that's in one way a scary situation. And in another way, it's also, you know, what needs to happen in order for new forms of uh, being in the world, the old forms need to really uh, start to crumble and make space. And I think that has happened uh, already. And it's, it's like increasingly uh, amplifying, you know, as we are sitting here. So instead of destroying the biosphere in our desperate search for fulfillment, meaning and belonging, it would be so much more advisable that we unveil, you know, all of that, which is already happening all the time, but we, we can't see it. You know, it's happening in front of our senses, but we are not able to tune in yet, or as many of us are not able to tune in because we have not been using those capacities for quite a long time. And there are our indigenous, you know, brothers and sisters who are still having those capacities online and we can learn from them. And there have also been, you know, several helpers come forth, you know, such as the plant medicines and other ways of helping us, you know, to um, open up into a different way of being in the world. And, you know, in many kind of literatures and so on, today, you know, is spoken about onto shifts. We need to work on onto shifts, ontology, 
you know, which is the uh, which is con consist which is um, what's the word in this case? You know, ontology is the let's say the philosophy of uh, being how we are in the world and how we understand ourselves and you know that way of understanding which has been operating for the last you know 500 years and got really very extreme the last 300 years this needs to uh, be adjusted to reality and You know, we need to become more sensitive to a much vaster context than what our current conditioning acknowledges. By regrounding ourselves in, in the earth, you know, in the Gaian entelechy, and entelechy is a Greek word and means, you know, the actuality of something. So we are no, no longer questioning that the earth is a being but really acknowledging, yeah, that the earth is a being and we have a part in it and that's the way it is. And through that, you know, opening a door in the mystery, you know, which is kind of scary for us because our usual way of thinking can't really operate in there. So it requires a sense of surrender and recognition, you know, that our capitalist consumerist systems are really kind of checkmate you know they are no longer able to move and provide what we need it's kind of entering into a species initiation together and that's the good news is that we can do it together because you know thinking about those things on one's own alone separate from others is truly very scary. But seeing ourselves as, as part of it, I think that's okay, you know. And we can, we can consider it as an honorable assignment of evolution. These onto-shifts, this uh, different way of being which we need to train ourselves in, you know, by asking the living world how best to use our life force in service of its unfolding. I think that's, you know, to have that intention, to nourish that intention in ourselves is central for the mystery, you know, to open up. So to have a real clear intention to ask the living world or the Gaian Entelechy how best to use our life force in service of its unfolding. You know, and this, this kind of question is what I would like to keep, you know, central on those Wednesday mornings by, you know, trying to uh, synthesize or weave together the early Buddhist teaching together with all of what I learned, you know, about the breakdown of modernity. So I'm doing quite some trainings and also have found very good um, reading materials, which I will actually post on the Ecodama page on, on our website in the next weeks, if people are interested. There's just very good material out there. And 
for me, the, the another question is how do I bring that into the already existing body of teachings, which of the Buddha, which is so clear and such a good um, foundation to integrate this other information into. Because the Buddhist teaching comes to us from Iron Age India, and Iron Age India was a very different time than what we've got now. So I feel like that can really bring a, a, a relevant um, update, you know, to, to the teachings, not what concerns the uh, essence of the teaching, of course, because that is all already working since a very long time excellently, but to situate the teaching in this uh, contemporary framework, which is, you know, the times are urgent and we need to slow down in order to cultivate these onto shifts. And we need to be gentle with ourselves and not to expect too much too quick. And rather, you know, attune with than trying to, uh, you know, forcefully cut through something. It's, it's, a, it's an attunement. It's a sensing into, sensing with our whole body, you know, a different way of relating. Because usually, you know, we see, we look with our eyes, we hear with our ears, we kind of feel with the body. But this is a way of using the whole body, sensing with the whole body, and through using the body in this way, slowly but surely, other ways of connecting will come online, you know, which have been dormant. And, you know, if, if any of you has spent some time with, with Indigenous people who don't live like we do, it's tangible, you know, that they are different. Their bodies are different located in the environment. They are, have a different grounding. I have experienced it myself when I was, particularly when I was a, a teenager in Africa, and also I lived with fisher people on an island in the south of Thailand in the late 80s. And it was a very different way of being in the world. And it very deeply moved me. And it was something I couldn't really express with words, but something in myself knew that this is something which my culture has lost. And now it becomes, you know, a matter of survival to open up to this way of knowing again. So, you know, I've been, uh, I've been kind of writing a prayer for the Aloka Earth Room. And I would like to first, you know, guide us in the meditation and then at the end read out the prayer. And it's, uh, I call it transition prayer for collective sense making to walk together into the unknown. 
So please, you know, let us find a posture we can sustain for about 45 minutes. And, you know, allow your breath to take you into the body. And, you know, feeling the weight of the body on the cushion, on the chair. You know how the planet is actually through gravity holding us to herself. Because we are part of her. And our bodies are part of the land. You know, through eating, drinking, going to the bathroom, crying, sweating, all of those different movements, you know, we are in constant exchange with the planet. You know, all of our ancestors, human, animal, plant, mineral, they live in us and around us, and we are just ent deeply entangled. And there's no way to make any separation other than a projecting a separation onto that. And that, you know, way of thinking has been, you know, really exploding in the last 300 years with what's called the quote unquote enlightenment. with the promise, you know, of being able to master and control her so that she'd be, you know, revealing all of her secrets and handing over all of her richness and resources to us. So really to tune in with that very kind of understandable wish, you know, of a very immature being wanting that and then you know trying to make it happen and 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 give up at one point because it's not happening it's not happening and you know a sense of humility and humor also you know comes as we can see you know the childishness of that wish and we are all part of it because we have been so deeply conditioned into it we can't just snap out of it that's work that takes a long time 
and a lot of kindness and compassion with ourselves also. Been running after a dream and it's starting to become a nightmare. And we can wake up and there's all of those alarm bells going off left and right. And more and more people are indeed waking up, you know, and asking themselves, what can I do? What can I do? It's so complex. You don't know where to start. And then, you know, many shutting down, being, you know, really trauma kicking in, incredible numbness and disconnect. Even, you know, the, you know, the people who are responsible in a way, you know, the politicians and all of those, you know, different governmental institutions are in real, you know, not knowing what to do and trying to pretend it's not happening or doing some kind of, uh, you know, pretending and, and even it's used in, uh, you know, in the industry, advertisement industry to pretend that people are doing actually what's climate action, which is called like greenwashing. So much, so much is, is uh, so much confusion. And that's like part of that uh, process. And we need to embrace it all, but not stopping there, you know, embracing it with a very clear intention to ally ourselves with that Gaian entelechy, which has been, you know, leading the way since a long, long time, billions of years. a different way of being in the world um, onto shift. And then, you know, walking together into the unknown and seeing what happens. And listening, you know, with the whole body, with the heart, with the gut listening in this very different way than before. And we can start, you know, by being aware of our back and sensing, you know, into what is behind our back. You know, allowing the allowing awareness to extend to what is behind us.
and then including one side. And then in front of us, just opening up the field of awareness. And, you know, being really grounded in the way we sit, expressing in our posture, our interest in being here at this time. And also above and below. So now listening with our heart, with our gut, with our whole being. So what wants to come through? You know, through our nervous system informing the nervous system in the true sense of the word inform and you know the intention to be informed by biointelligence that is what needs to be held you know in awareness as well And then just dropping the ego, dropping any ways of, you know, scheming or thinking. But it's more a sense of dropping any sense of separability or separation. And, you know, receiving... And at the same time, noticing, you know, how dominant thought patterns and thought forms fragment and interrupt, you know, what we can actually perceive in this way of listening with the whole body and the heart and the gut. There's always those thoughts forms, you know, kind of rearing their head, and that's okay. Without, you know, sense of anxiety. Worry. Wanting to be somewhere else. 
wanting to have something tangible to nail down. Thinking this is maybe a waste of time. All of that is part of it. So, you know, note, noticing if you can sense interconnectedness. Boundarylessness. You know, might be ever so faint, you know, like a whisper in the distance. It's a very subtle. experience. And just welcoming that. And trusting the process. And, you know, if you don't feel that you can sense into that interconnectedness, into that Gaian entelechy, then what might you need to let go of to cultivate more a sense of interbeing and aliveness with the world around us? and in us for that matter. What might you need to let go of? So you know, listening into the silence, into the space around and in us. You know, knowing that the skin is just an organ, <clears throat> not really a wall, you know, which separates us from 
the biosphere. It's a very permeable organ. And that we are, you know, standing on a threshold just as when it became uh, more common knowledge, you know, that the planet wasn't flat, but the planet is uh, orb. That was, you know, a huge shift. And there is still, even today, there are still people existing, you know, who are, um, you know, continuing to hold on to the assumption that the earth is flat. And indeed, you know, it's actually flattening on the poles, but very, very slow. It's gonna be still a long time. So it's just uh, stepping out of a uh, limiting shell, like a snake shedding her skin. It's like, you know, it's, a, it's work. You have to kind of wiggle and, and it's maybe painful even. But then once it's done, wow, that really feels really good and then you know, it accumulates again, and then there's the next shedding. And on and on it goes, and has always been that way. It's like um, the contractions, you know, when a mother is going into labor. So we can either go with it and cooperate as much as possible or not. It's kind of up to us. And you know, it doesn't need like everybody to be on board with this. It's just uh, certain percentage and there's different opinions about that how many people that need to be yesterday I talked about it with Anissa she said it's about 25 percent I've heard lower numbers but I don't know what's right it doesn't need everybody to be in agreement so that is hopeful to me There can be these, you know, small pockets of sanity, which can grow slowly. 
like the immune system of the planet, you know, as things are heating up. There are these pockets and those pockets, they can link up with each other. help to give some kind of uh, direction for what is growing up. That's something we can do. And we are already doing it actually. You know, as we are opening more and more to the Gaian and Teleki, more clarity in terms of what can be done will emerge. And we can be a vessel for that emergence. And with a lot of kindness for ourselves. And for everybody else who is implicated in this vast cosmic drama. So with the in-breath, you know, we are going to feel the body sitting on the planet and being the planet, being our grounding. And with the out-breath, we sense into interbeing you know and holding that intention to be informed by what we call you know the Gaian intelliki the isness of 
what it is to be born here. Mystery. The entanglement, the great mother, the womb, the cosmic womb, however we want to call it. It's uh, noticing that which is, you know, keeping us stuck in old patterns and in, with respect and kindness. That's where we are. That's how it is right now. There's nothing wrong with that. This is a journey. And you know, we can make that journey together. And, uh, you know, become that vessel. And in that way, you know, using our lives for serving the unfolding of life. the health and the healing rather than the opposite.
and you know being open to what unfolds emerges between us is you know common intention which you know comes together in meetings like this shared intention to serve the unfolding. I've been yesterday teaching a little bit meditation, like one minute for 50 school kids in um, Sebastopol, in a Waldorf school. It's very touching. Very touching how those kids, you know, they, they are looking for guidance from us. And for the last you know, 15 minutes of the meditation, just going to read out slowly that uh, transition prayer for collective sense making, which I've been reading together, you know, from different um, authors and yeah, different people where I felt very much aligned with what they were uh, bringing up. In particular, you know, what I learned in my training course at the Pachamama Alliance and also what I learned from what's called the Transition Resource Circle. So transition prayer for collective sense-making, a weaving in process. to walk together into the unknown. At a local earthroom, we are engaged in an inquiry on how to adapt, create resiliency, and become more attuned to the current cultural context of the Anthropocene or late-stage modernity, late-stage capitalism, Kali Yuga. To be a contributing force for cultural evolution, we need to embody new and ancient ways of being. 
This requires great acts of courage as we shed our old belief systems, programming and stories. We recognize that the evolutionary force that puts the stars in motion is moving through us and is a dynamic self-organizing process whose grace and guidance we can trust. Our vision is a future in which everyone knows that we are part of an intelligent living earth. We want to help lay foundations for a new paradigm grounded in entanglement and kin-centric ecology. As a living laboratory, we are holding questions of how to decolonize our minds from the dominant culture of capitalism, patriarchy, racialized hierarchies, scarcity logic, and oppressive systems of control. How do we become stewards in service of all life while walking the Buddha's noble eightfold path? Our prayer is to create an imprint of lived possibility in solidarity with all life, in dialogue with the living planet and in service to the collective transition. I trust and surrender to the guidance of the Dharma, biointelligence and emergence. I want to serve the letting go of old forms and emergence of the new until full enlightenment. So listening into the silence 
you know, with the whole body, the whole being. You know, the appreciating that we are alive at this moment. And, you know, becoming increasingly conscious of the poignancy of this time in history. There is so much, you know, at stake and where we can really use our practice for the benefit of the whole more than ever before, I feel. And if you're feeling a little bit tired, please, you know, uh, take a deep breath and bring some more energy into your posture, expressing in your posture that you want to be here.
being aware of the impermanence of the breathing process, constant changingness as we are coming slowly to the end of the meditation. And being aware of the body again, the weight on the cushion on the chair, the structure. The density, the bones, the skeleton. Just a lot of mineral ancestors which make up this skeleton of ours. The flesh which has a lot of water in it, water element. The temperature, the fire element. The wind element with the breathing process space element, all of the cavities in the body and the space we are sitting in, and that which knows, mind, awareness, conscious awareness, It is also like the refuge in Buddha. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.